car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot, and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or how to make money while maintaining a vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode. In this week's show, we're going to concentrate on road travel. That's right, that means you're getting in the car or your van or your truck, and you're going to faraway places to see friends and family. It's that time of year, and we're going over the river and through the woods. Maybe not to Grandma's house, but we're going somewhere, and we want to keep you safe. So without further ado, let's get going. First of all, we want you to have your tires checked. That's right, we've talked about this before. And first and foremost, the tire pressure should be checked every month. You know, we're not asking you to check the tires, but you should have your ASC certified technician check your tire pressure. You know, I don't know any tire store that charges to have air pressure checked and topped off, but ask beforehand if you're unfamiliar with that specific facility. If they charge, you know, you need to find another place to go and have this checked out. Proper air inflation on tires helps with fuel economy, too. Even if there are just a couple of PSI, pressure per square inch low, it helps control the vehicle while braking and makes the tires last longer. It's not necessary to fill your tires with nitrogen. You know, shops charge for this. Your vehicle didn't come equipped from the factory with nitrogen, and tire manufacturers don't require you to have nitrogen in your tires to maintain the product warranty, just as long as you keep the proper good old-fashioned air. And those tires, they will last and serve you well. And you know, you can always ask, there are quite a few technical service bulletins out there for different manufacturers regarding um, the minimal, if any, benefit use of nitrogen is for your vehicle. Ask your ASC certified technician. They should be able to provide you that. And don't forget to ask them if your tires should be rotated. You want to keep them like new condition. You never can rotate too much, but you can rotate too little. You know, for example, on a front-wheel drive vehicle, those front tires, they really take a beating. And if you don't rotate them often enough, the tires can prematurely wear, and we don't want that. We want to keep money in our pocket. And you could be using that money for, like, crafts or groceries or holiday gifts or entertainment. There's a whole plethora of things you can do with that extra money, so we want to keep it in your wallet for things that you want to do. Another thing that you can check for is every type of passenger tire, the manufacturers have these little solid rubber bars that run perpendicular to the tread. They're called wear bars. When the tread's really close to that wear bar, it's time to exchange the tires, especially if you're going to be driving in the snow or in the rain. It's very important. We want to keep you safe. Have your ASC certified technician that you have an established relationship with show you how, on your own car, where the bars are on the tires. You know, time is a factor, too. Each tire is date-stamped when it's made for the week and for the year. If you haven't heard by now from uh, tire manufacturers that the tire should not be in the vehicle more than six years because after that, tire manufacturer won't warranty the uh, rubber. So if the tire's older, it should be removed as soon as possible for safety's sake. You know, one last thing that I always tell everybody is I always recommend that check their tire condition every gas fill-up by turning the wheels away from the pump. And you look at the tire tread. 
if it's not evenly worn across, then you need to come see me or your ASC certified technician to have the alignment checked. And if you're not sure, come see me or your ASC certified tech anyway so we can tell you what's going on. And You know, if there is unusual where we want to do this alignment before you go away and have the proper amount of rubber on those tires, on the front and rear axles, the front and the back tires, we want to make sure you're safe. And you know, it's really easy to pop a vehicle out of alignment nowadays, so we want to check. You know, moving on, we want to talk about your brakes. They're right next to the tires, right behind the rim. Your brakes, it's, I believe it's one of the most important items on your vehicle. If you can't stop, someone can get seriously injured or killed. Your brake material, the condition of it, should be checked every time you do a tire rotation. And remember, ask your ASC certified technician to check the brake material while they're rotating the tires. Anyone worth their salt and a professional will automatically do this. And oh, by the way, there's no extra charge for this because they're going to have the tires off rotating them anyway. And if they try to charge you for this, ask ahead of time, remember, then you need to find another shop. This should be a free charge, no extra charge. They're going to have the tires off anyway. You know, an experienced technician can easily evaluate the condition at that time. Both front and rear axles, like I said, front tires and rear tires, they all have brake material. And depending upon make and model of the car, they could have shoes or brake pads or brake pads all the way around. If the tech tells you that you're due for new brakes, you know, have them take you out to the car and show you the difference between the worn material on the vehicle and what a new brake pad looks like. If you don't understand, ask. Ask a ton of questions. We are not only trained to repair your car, we're trained to answer your questions in a professional manner. You know, sometimes they'll forget to check the hydraulic fluid. The brakes work on hydraulics, and that fluid has a specific gravity, and there's a special tool that you can stick in there if it needs to be exchanged. Have this done before you go away. You won't be sorry, and we want you to have brakes all the way through the those mountains going to Grandma's house. So ask your ASC automotive technician to explain in terms you can understand. Remember, there's never a stupid question. We have the car packed and we're ready to go. What do we need to do? We need to start the car. And you know, your car starts every time with the help of a battery. Your ASC automotive tech should visually check this external battery condition to make sure it's free from corrosion. Internal integrity should be checked as well. It's called a load test once a year. You know, it's the battery's responsibility to start that car by providing power to the vehicle starter. It kind of works like this. Remember seeing old movies where somebody turned a long angled bar in the front of the car to get it to start? That's basically the same principle that the starter does. It turns a big gear in the engine to help the car start. And while driving, the alternator recharges the battery. This alternator, you guys have heard that term before, you know, also provides power to accessories like the air conditioning. You name it, it's powering that vehicle. All those creature comfort items, that's its job. And the alternators are located under the hood, and of course they vary in size and power depending upon the vehicle. Unlike your battery, both the alternator and the starter do not need maintenance, so don't let anybody bamboozle you there. And you know, while you're in your travels, we want to make sure that engine stays cool. Even though it's cool outside, we need to ensure that the internal workings of the engine remain cool as well. And what takes care of that is engine coolant. Sometimes it's called antifreeze. And that's because when it gets below a specific temperature, that engine can freeze up, especially when it's sitting not running. So it's got a dual purpose. Basically, its job is to keep the engine running cool in the summer months and keeps the engine from freezing in the winter months. 
Now, engine coolant systems do require maintenance. Depending upon your geographical region, what type of car you're driving, you know, it all matters. And your ASC certified technician is going to be able to let you know and guide you in the right direction. Keep your engine running within the proper manufactured temperature. The antifreeze or coolant should be tested every 6 to 12 months. There's different tests, and one of my favorites, they have a litmus test. You actually test the pH levels, nitrates, freeze point of the liquid. It's very effective. And remember, you can't mix and match antifreeze. Greens, red, orange, blue, you can't mix and match or you're going to have a mess. So there again, ask your ASC certified technician what type of antifreeze you take. Have them show you how to install it in your vehicle just in case. You know, another job antifreeze slash coolant does it keeps us warm during the winter months. And when you request the heater on the dashboard, the climate controller, to uh, go to hot, to keep warm with all that snow out there, that air is blowing across the heater core and it's providing us the heat inside to keep us warm. So we got the car started, we got the heat on, and now it's ready to move forward. Did you realize that most vehicles on the road today are automatic transmission? Yeah, no more stick shift. I mean, they're far and few between, less than 10%, unfortunately. But that means for the driver, all they have to do is move the column shift from P to park to reverse to drive, depending upon which direction you want to go. And remember, automatic transmissions do require service. And this includes a new gasket, filter fluid, and never let a shop exchange the transmission fluid without changing out the filter. That's just doing half of the job, to be polite. And some of the newer vehicles, they don't have a transmission filter. And all you can do there is just do total fluid exchange to help out your vehicle. And never, never, ever, never drive with the service engine light on. You know, your engine is a fine-tuned machine. There's dozens of sensors and actuators in there that keep it running to peak efficiency. So one of these components that lets loose and something isn't running right, it'll illuminate the service engine soon or check engine light on your dash. If the vehicle's running lousy, you know, you need to stop now in the safest place to save your engine and to save your wallet. On the other hand, if the vehicle's running okay with no noticeable problem, you need to call your ASC certified technician and get an appointment and have them come in and check it out and see what's going on. You know, what we do as technicians, we'll plug it into our scanners and our computer talks to your computer. And unlike the parts store where they just get a code and sell you the part, we will actually get down to the root of the problem and get it fixed properly the first time for you. And remember, don't let this drag out because other problems can occur and uh, it's like pushing down a line of dominoes. It can blossom into something huge. So take the easy way out and do the repairs ASAP. Oh here's another one. Don't top off your fuel tank. You know when that gas nozzle clicks off, don't keep on topping it off to round it off to the next dollar. This can actually damage sensitive emission control components that, you know you can't see because it's underneath the car. Replacement of these components can be really expensive. And, oh, by the way, when you're finished, make sure that gas cap is tight. Loose gas caps will definitely turn on the check engine light. And another thing, before you go away, you know, it's always a good idea to get the oil changed if you can, if it's getting close to being due so you're not changing it on the road. Don't wait for the day before. You know, give it a couple of days beforehand and have them check the cooling condition and the wiper blade condition, transmission fluid levels, the brake condition, power steering fluid in its condition, the belts. Remember you got that serpentine belt that wraps around all those pulleys? 
You want to make sure that's in great condition as well. What we talked about before, the tire tread, you know, even your safety items like your headlight, turn signals, the emergency flashers, even if the horn works, you want to make sure this is all operational before you get on the highway with the rest of us this holiday season. And you know, here's something I tell everybody, make sure you have a spare set of keys, not on you, but on the car that you can easily gain access to if you need it in an emergency if you're a thousand miles away from home and you're at a function or a shopping mall and you accidentally lose your keys or you lock the keys in the car, why pay a road service to have this fixed? Just get your second set of spare keys and you can locate them anywhere you want. You don't have to tell anybody. Well, you know, you might want to tell one person just in case you forget where you put them in the rush of the holiday season, but you're covered. And think of the money you just saved because you didn't have to utilize that road service to bail you out of this jam. Another thing that I tell my customers, especially my older customers, I explain to them that, you know, they're going on a trip and they're traveling by themselves. They could be susceptible to uh, emergencies, so on and so forth, especially medical emergencies. And they need to plan their route out. And when they have it planned out they need to tell a relative or a friend where they're going for how long and the route that they're taking because if anyone needs to get a hold of these people or if they just happen not to show up at least the search party family members friends etc going out to look for them or if they incorporate the local law enforcement they have an idea where to start looking so always plan out your route and let someone know. A couple of other things that I'd like to point out. We get in the car, we go to the grocery store, we go to the library, we go to school, we go to work. But how many of us really know how our vehicle works from the inside? I mean, you know you drive every day and we're familiar with the gas pedal and the brake pedal. But we really want to know where everything is at on the dash, the doors, the seats. So we want you to get in your vehicle before you go away, and we want you to take a look at your instrument panel on your dashboard. Notice the speedometer is both in U.S. and metric for our cousins to the north. Unless you travel north of the border, you'll need to keep this on the standard setting. And if your vehicle button can change your setting from standard to metric, locate that button, and you can find this in your vehicle manual in your glove box. This is an important button to know. It can easily be confused for another button while driving. And in the confusion of everything, you know, trying to change something in the vehicle, you may accidentally press something else. And this can cause unnecessary panic on your part. But by knowing where that button is located, you can change back to the proper setting while sitting at a stoplight, for an example. You know... Next, we notice the fuel gauge, where that's located, and we all kind of know where that's at anyway. But you need to make sure that that fuel doesn't get below a quarter tank. Running a vehicle low on fuel is not good for the vehicle, period. Keeping no less than a quarter tank of fuel will ensure that you won't run out of gas either. You know, if you have an emergency or whatever, and you have to go from point A to point B, and it's above a quarter tank, you know you will get to your destination. If you're on fumes, <laughs> you don't know not worth the risk. Another important thing is the temperature gauge. You want to keep on checking that while driving, mainly like at stop signs, stop lights, or while cruising on the highway, where you can just glance down and take a peek. We want to make sure that the vehicle is not overheating. Each temperature gauge needle sits in a different spot, in different cars. 
Some needles sit to the center of the gauge, some towards the C, some a little higher than the C, but we don't want to see that needle moving towards the H for hot. If it does, you need to pull over and turn the car off right away and call for a tow truck. You do not want to risk severe mechanical damage and severe money coming out of your pocket to fix that mechanical damage. Trust me. The next item comes in pretty handy. We need to know where your emergency flasher button is located. If you ever get stuck, it's important that you turn the emergency flashers on. Some emergency flasher buttons are located on the top of the steering column or on the dash. If you can't find it, ask your ASC certified technician or check your vehicle manual to see where that button's located. And if you have to stop, try to pull over on the shoulder of the road. If you can't, try to get in the far right lane and put your emergency flashes on. And don't get out of the vehicle, please. Call the road service and just wait patiently for them. And don't let anyone other than the road service or law enforcement move the, your vehicle. Don't let someone come over other than an ASC certified technician to look at your vehicle. Even if they say they are, no, just wait until you get at the shop. You know, even if they say that they could fix it, don't let them. If the Good Samaritan doesn't really know what they're doing, it can cause you more harm and more money out of your wallet. Next, we want to remind you where that turn signal is. I know a lot of people forget about using the turn signal, but it's very important. On some of the newer vehicles, you may have windshield wiper controls on it or the cruise control or be right next to it. Very important to know where that turn signal lever is at. Also, your headlights. If you have automatic headlights, ask your ASE certified technician if you can't figure out from your manual. It'd be good just to leave them on automatic all the time. And when night approaches, you won't have to worry about it and you won't have to worry about looking for that switch. Now, speaking of safety, it's always important to lock your doors. Always, I always lock my doors. And for those of you that have remotes, you can unlock your doors or lock it just by the press of a thumb. For an example, you know, just after you open the door and you're getting into the car, immediately press the lock button on your remote. Don't make the mistake of pressing the unlock pad. kind of defeats the purpose. Everybody loves to listen to the radio. There's a multitude of stations out there, but while you're driving, you're going to be going in and out of different radio frequencies unless you have satellite radio. So make sure you make your selections before you get on the road so you're not taking your eyes off the road and have that pre-selected before you go on your vacation. You know, driving is stressful enough without having to worry about how hot or cold you are in the car. So get yourself familiar where the air vents are located and how to turn on and off the heater or the air conditioning, depending upon what's needed at the time. You know, sometimes we overheat ourselves with all those layers on. We need a little air conditioning, believe it or not, during the winter. I've had that happen to me. So I'll press all those buttons on the panel to learn where the air comes out of and how hot or how cold you can make the interior of the car. You know, it's all going to be about you, the driver. Being uncomfortable while driving just adds to unnecessary stress. So have your passengers bring a sweater or whatever. Check out your cruise control. You know, this is very convenient and it's a fuel saver as well. If you're not familiar how your vehicle's cruise works, uh, Take it on a test drive, literally and figuratively, and see how it operates. If you can't figure it out, ask your ASC certified technician. I'm sure they'll be more than happy to help you out. And then last but not least, we want to touch on out-of-town automotive repair shop. You know, how many times have we seen 
TV news teams catch on suspecting unscrupulous technicians doing something they shouldn't have, and that sticks in our head. But not everybody's like that. Majority of the places, mom and pops, they're out there to help you out and not take advantage of you. So like any profession, you'll always have the bad with the good. And I think, and I believe that the automotive industry is picked upon because nobody really understands how automobiles work. You know, everyone wants to turn the key and go. When something goes wrong, well, geez louise, you know, everybody goes into a panic. But if you're out of town and you don't have your ASC certified technician available to help you out, there's some things that you can do to help yourself out. You're going to have to find a repair shop, and if you're in a town visiting somebody, ask them where they take their car. The best way to find an automotive repair shop is by word of mouth. Friends, relatives, you know, they'll be able to tell you. Another thing, too, if you're in an unfamiliar town with no friends or relatives, there's other professional affiliations like NAPA, AAA, Bumper to Bumper, AC Delco, auto repair centers that meet corporate standards of excellence, and they have a corporate office that if you have a complaint, you can file it to. And remember, you get your car in the shop, ask a lot of questions. You want to make sure you really understand what repairs are being made to your car. I mean, you wouldn't let a doctor operate on you unless you understood why he wanted to perform a certain procedure. So why would you let somebody work on your car if you don't understand what's going on? Ask, ask, ask. Don't be afraid to speak up. And another thing, ask for your old parts back. You know, have them show you if there's a core on them. And you probably don't want to pay for the core charge. So just ask to see it and, you know, have them show you the new part versus what came out of it. Those can stay at the shop and they can get their core money back. And you know, if you're still uneasy about the repair and about the facility that you're at while you're out of town, no reason why you can't get a second opinion. It's going to make you feel better. And it's so easy to find one nowadays with everybody having smartphones, they can just look one up right there. Get your second opinion if you're unsure or if you feel like you're being bamboozled. Well, I hope these pointers helped you out on a successful holiday journey this season. And remember, and courtesy and patience are the key to you enjoying your holiday travel and your holiday season. Next week, we'll be back with Car Care for the Clueless with a new show again. And remember, this is all about you. And this is all about you becoming a savvy car care consumer. Until next week, take care. Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure to come back next week for another edition of Car Care for the Clueless. And don't forget to look for Pam's book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. See you next week.